When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than Splendid Rush, and we're determined to get our Old Norwich back. It seems like we've been waiting a while for that. Do us a favour, if you know a Norwich fan who might like the podcast, pass it on and send them a link. Coming up in this episode, 13th, unlucky for us. Five at the back at home, what next for Wagner? The January transfer window opens and time to relive the stringer years in some new memorable matches. Well, I'm glad to say that Dad and I together in the kitchen, uh, we just had a nice Christmassy, post-Christmassy cut type meal. We've had a glass of wine as well. So goodness knows how the podcast will go. Uh, A bit better than the football. Four points out of four. Yes, John. It's, um, I mean, since we last uh, talked, it's just confirmed that we were, what we'd said then, that we can't beat teams higher than us in the league. Um, And... We've now got three more difficult games come up. We could be back on a run of six games without a win. Yeah. Um, I mean, the four points from four games over the Christmas period. We beat yeah. Huddersfield 2 0. Yeah. We lost then to West Brom and Millwall 1 yeah. 0. Yeah. And we came from behind to draw 1 1 against Southampton. Now, you could say, well, he stopped us conceding lots of goals. And actually, looking at the stats, we've moved up four places defensively right. in the league. So we, I think we were the worst defence we apart were. from Rotherham. That's right. We're yeah. now 19th in the wow. league for defence <laughs> because we've, we've conceded slightly less than, than, than other people. But that focus has meant that actually the rest of the performances and when you then don't win your matches is just, well, what's the point? Yes. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think yesterday's game and uh, the draw against Southampton has been looked at two ways some people are saying um well uh, Wagner got the tactic right we got back we got a good draw against the top side other people are looking at it on the basis but Southampton a third in the vision how far are we fallen that we've got to just defend 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 to get something out of the game yeah I think in my football's writers they were saying it's not Barcelona. We're not playing Manchester Abs- United. Absolutely. We're not yeah, we're, quite. we're not even playing Ipswich Town. No, or Leicester. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We're yeah. playing Southampton who yeah. Yeah, at th- home. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think that's my issue. Five at the back at yeah. home. Yeah. This is us just going, well we just don't want to lose this game and yeah. and to me it's Wagner saying I just don't want to get the sack. Yes. I mean We've now got this FA Cup game coming up, John, on Saturday. If we lose that at home, do you think he's vulnerable? Well, I think he is. I mean, I don't think Bristol Rovers should really cause us any problems. We've said, you know, we easily beat Huddersfield 2-0. The result suggests it was easy. I think it was slightly harder than that, but we Mm. scored the goals and and did that. And we should be beating the likes of Bristol Rovers. True, yeah. But But will we... The issue is, because he keeps changing the way we're playing, and we're going playing more defensively, 
does that then mean it's really easy for us to out to suddenly break out and score lots of goals against Bristol Rovers? I don't know. No, no, quite, quite. We don't know what sort of team he'll put out, um, and will we underestimate them? Yeah, and and that's an issue. I mean, two huge positives over Christmas. I thought, and we talked about this in the last episode with Jonathan Rowe, but then he dropped him. Yes, it didn't start him yeah, in, quite, in a couple of the games quite. over Christmas, and that that Millwall game. I mean, the reviews of that were terrible. Yeah. Um, and that that's you know you, you're right when you say what is the point where, where, where are we heading for here because um, pe- people will still think or they the, the club will still say well we're, we're the chance of the playoffs in fact if you look at the playoffs I mean out of the top six four places have have been taken so that leaves two you've got West Brom and Sunderland in there at the moment um you've got another another six teams in between us um I mean certainly on our performances to date um against the the top teams we're not we're we're not going to win enough games to do it but equally what is the point of doing it because because okay you get in the playoffs all right I suppose that does create a bit of excitement. Yeah, you get a bit. You might go to Wembley, I suppose. But we haven't got a team that's heading for the Premier League, or and and every everybody says, well, we don't want to be in the Premier League with with this team. So they've got to start looking for the future and planning for the future. I think it'd be interesting to see what happens in the transfer window. I'd like to see us make uh, a bit more use of the loan market. Actually, I think clubs like us now have to, I know it causes problems that as we saw with Oliver Skip, that if you then get promoted, but you've then got to really prepare. I think you've got to prepare for it. If you're using the loan market to think, well, which ones of those can we keep and not? And what are we going to do afterwards and have it all lined up? If we do get promoted, I think, that's all part of the planning. I want to talk about the, the January transfer window, um, but I mentioned Jonathan Rowe and yeah. Josh Sargent, obviously a, yes. a huge bonus. Yeah, yeah, quite. Coming back. Yeah. And it's lovely to see him score, really, because he, I, I heard him interviewed and he said, you know, when you're at that length of time, you don't do worry, well, how am I going to play? What's it going to be like when I come back? So it's great to get a goal under your belt. And we've never had problems scoring this season. Bizarrely, something we thought we would struggle with. Yeah. But actually, it, the defence has, has, has been the issue. Um, Kenny McLean in defence. I mean, that, that that switch still baffles me. But then I've looked at the stats and actually yeah. it, it has helped yeah. in some ways. It now won't just be him being back in there, but obviously with, with four or five people back as well, it, it has made a difference. And yeah. maybe having an extra midfielder in um, and him playing that. So... You know, he has, Magna has looked at it and tried to make us harder to beat, yeah. which I think is is what we all need. But as you say, you then get to the point where, well, if 13th is as good as it gets, <laughs> yes, <laughs> where, where are we going with this? Birmingham City have sacked Wayne Rooney today. Yeah. Shouldn't have appointed him in the first place, but 15 games in, they gave him 15 games and, and he's gone. Yeah. Because they know that they have to do something. That's right. They're not going anywhere, were they? No. I mean, they're not going well, anywhere. Well, they're going I don't know but... how you felt about it. I mean, because you've said about managers before with um, Stoke and the guy from... Yeah, so Puma. Schumacher, yeah. Yeah, you know, and you sort of think, well, would he have been the sort of person that we would have been looking for? Um, but obviously, um, the, there's nothing imminent or it doesn't look there is. But I mean, it, it's, it's going to... You've got the season tickets going up for renewal. Um, so there's there's big issues for the for the club and the way it's going because the they're just not getting the, the, the crowds out at the moment. And as I said, there are some people who are saying, well, um, 
you know we're getting the you know these these uh, these points but there are a lot of people saying that the entertainment value is very when you poor. go through the, when you go, let's go through the team because there's some people saying that Wagner can't make this squad work but actually the squad's good enough yeah gun I think we yeah, all, we all agree right. is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. think his backup. And we is good we enough, noticed but... we noticed when he wasn't in the team. To be yes. fair, because he's. I mean, even um, I, I think towards the end of the Millwall game, um, it, it could have been a lot worse if it wasn't for Gunn. So I think Angus Gunn is a yeah. plus. Um, defensively, has has Shane Duffy made us any better? Um, I can't make that judgment. I mean, for a long time he was making lots of mistakes, but funny, funny enough, as you say, with McLean there. Perhaps someone who's a bit better footballer. Mm. It does. Sit, are we playing a style of football at the back that we haven't got that that the players are not good enough for? That when McLean goes in there, at least he can play football. Yeah, yeah. Um, that might be the difference. But the other thing I've seen about that, and you mentioned McLean being in the back there, that that's had an impact on Sarah. Yes, because he's he's been in. You know, it looks instructed to play further back and if you look at his performances over the last seven or eight games he hasn't set up as much that's right creative as he was one of the top much. players in the league for assists and yes and goals but uh, that slipped away a little bit like as our defense record has improved and we've gone up to 19th his 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 stats have slipped back again has stacy made us any better there seems there seems to be a vulnerability there i mean he's, he seems to get, get forward and get the balls across um, but I, I don't think there's any. I don't. I don't get the feeling there's anything wrong with them. I think it's more the way that they're being asked to play. Fine. But I might be completely wrong. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with these players. So you think actually, yeah, if you had the right coaching, that's my view. As I, I said, I'm better. not. I, you know, you 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 never can be absolutely sure. But I think there are coaches who could do something. Um, better with these players. He seems very rigid. Yeah. You know. But then he's not rigid with Jonathan Rowe, who can pop up and score a goal out yeah. of nowhere. Sergeant yeah. scores. I mean, Ashley Barnes sat out on, on the last game against Bo- Southampton. Borgia Saints has come in. And- Saints yeah. has come in and yeah. done something. Yeah. Even Ida even has scored some goals this season. Yeah. So, again, looking at the coaching, you kind of go, well, it is beneficial for some of them. And there will be some of those players who won't want him to go. True. And yeah. there will be other players who yeah. will be desperate for yeah, him to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but having said that, John, that's not yours or Michael. You know, Ben Knapp is the one who's got to decide this. He's, yeah. he's seeing them in training. He's seeing the games. He understands that he's the one who's got to make this uh, these decisions, yeah. isn't he? But if he doesn't know who he's thinking of replacing him... There's no point, and there's no point if he if he's got no one lined up. There's no point in. We might as well just because because that would be the worst thing. You bring someone else in temporarily, as we've said before. You then go through another summer close season. We find we're struggling again next season. We really want someone coming in that you 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 feel that there's a plan there for next year. Yeah, and, and and I agree. You know, you've said this before. I agree with you. I think we need an up and coming manager to do that. Yeah. And it might not work. So the January transfer window. Yeah. Does Jonathan Rowe and does Josh Sargent stay? If you're if you're Everton, Bournemouth, Brentford, need goal scorers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you've got to look at these players. You have. Particularly yeah. Sargent. He's an yeah. international World Cup. Yeah. Comes back and scores a goal. Yeah. yeah. Leicester are not going to buy him. Ipswich are not going to buy no, him. No, quite. Southampton, West Brom, probably not going to buy him. But those clubs in the bottom... Yes. And you're not going to go to Luton. You're not going to yeah. go to Sheffield United. No. You're not going to go to Burnley because they're all coming back down again. Yeah, yeah, quite. But Brentford, Bournemouth, Everton. Yeah. I, I don't think Everton have any money. If I was them. one of those players and I had the opportunity, I would want to go. And that's a key factor as well, of course, because it then depends on how much you push, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Because do we want to keep players who are, you know... Does the club need to sell them? I I understand, no. I mean, with the funding they've got, that there's no... Even to bring in some new people? Well, that might be different. I don't think they need to sell them full stop. Um, and that might be the that might be the, the question. Do you keep them um, on the off chance that we... But, but I go back to my other point. What's the point in keeping them just to think we might get to the playoffs mm. when actually go on the playoffs with this lot? Sorry, that's a bit derogatory, but um, yeah, what is the no point? point? We yeah. go back to your, you know, we go back yeah. to your, what's the point? Um, but I think it's interesting that if you are Sergeant or you would think, and even maybe Sarah, I mean, actually, maybe one of the top championship clubs would yeah, make a bid yeah, for Sarah. Yeah, yeah. Because of what if he you, did. If you were before. pushing, yeah, if you're now pushing for playoffs or, or even one of those teams up there like Sunderland or someone, you might do, might you? Yeah. Yeah. But I think the question that we will then have is we we don't need to sell, but do we want to keep someone, as you say, just for the sake of it? It's so it's so difficult because we I think we'd all like as fans to have some kind of interest in the January transfer window, but it's also not the time to be buying someone. No. There's not someone I think desperately need, we need to go and buy. No, I mean we've got a big squad, haven't we? Yeah. We've got a huge squad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure there's someone like I would be like saying, you know, I've said it for a long time we need a central midfielder. But can you just go and pluck a central midfielder from no. somewhere? No. And who's gonna to come to Norwich? Uh, this season. In yeah. this season, with the state yeah. that we're in. Yeah. With a manager that's hanging on for dear life, clinging yeah. by Absolutely. his fingernails. Absolutely. It's it's all pretty grim actually, isn't it? <laughs> happy happy <laughs> New Year. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Bristol Rovers in the FA Cup. Yeah. Do we need a cup run? Does it matter? Can don't, we, don't do think we might as well just lose? I mean, these days a cup run doesn't tend to develop into much any rate, does it? Because the way the way that we're playing, especially like away from home, if we can't beat teams above us in the championship, what chance really is there of a cup run? And okay, you might you might be lucky and draw um, a big club down here, but they've got to tear us apart, haven't they? Yeah. So I can't see any excitement. That that you know that that's that's as I think that's just where we are. And then Hull City in the Championship. It's Friday the twelfth yeah. of January. I thought Hull were awful against Sheffield Wednesday. And and again, it kind of opens up that whole argument that I'm sure the club is saying, as you said earlier. Well, we're only seven points off the yeah. playoff place because yeah. the likes of Hull City and West Brom both lose. On, on, yeah, news, on news yeah, absolutely, and open yeah. it up again yeah quite and 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 it's frustrating but you know they were awful against Sheffield Wednesday yeah. but can we beat Hull, well that's the point Hull City because you say West Brom I know that was away and that was you know that was at home but that, it was only 1-0 and if you if you're on if you're upwardly mobile they're the sort of teams that you've got to beat mm. they're not playing brilliantly uh, it's away from home Um Hull City are the same, as you say. That they've, I think they've they've dropped out of the top six now. Actually, so, yeah, because Sunderland went above them. Yeah. So again, there's opportunities there if you're upwardly mobile. But at the moment, 
and we go back to what we said earlier is it the coach or is it the players i think it's the coach but you know if if we can't do that well we it's just we're just going to jog along this season as we've been doing aren't we yeah no absolutely so there the games come bristol rovers at the weekend in the fa cup and hull city in the championship on the following Friday. Uh, let's run through our five questions. Where will Norwich finish? Any change? I think 13 is a pretty good bet. I mean, it's funny. We've been talking about it now since August. Yeah. And we haven't really changed. No. Despite that brilliant start in August. Where <laughs> yeah. We're absolutely. Away. Yeah. yeah. Um, high, low in the Ipswich. Now, Ipswich are going through a bit of a... They're, they're not yeah. losing matches, but they're not winning matches. No. And the, we, we've talked about crucial times for Norwich. This is quite a crucial time. Because do they... These draws, do they turn them in back to wins or do they lose a few? Um They'll be looking over their shoulders. Mm. There's, there's no doubt about that. I, I think on that basis, I think Leeds must have been a bit disappointed that uh, they they, they them. hammered yeah. them. And then I think away from home, they've lost three games on the trot. Now, um, I suspect Leeds would have been pretty disappointed with those yeah. results, don't you? Because yeah. with good results at those, they would have been up to it now. Yeah. And especially with Southampton, as you said. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously Weber's gone finally uh, will Weber join Farker at Leeds well Farker might need to be hanging on at Leeds <laughs> yeah, yeah, if, the, um, yeah quite according to some of the reports he's un- well he'll be under pressure to achieve something this year I, I think if he doesn't achieve anything this year I, it looks as if they'll get to the playoffs at least um, and you never know the second half of the year he he's might never done through. the playoffs though has he no no <laughs> but he has to, he has had good second halves to the season so uh that 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 will be the test, I think. Yeah, yeah. And Bamford scored at the um, on New Year's Day as well. Oh, did he? Yeah. Scoring goals again—that yeah. would be good. Uh, and what will the Americans do? Well, at the moment, they're still yeah they're still twiddling the thumbs. <laughs> yes, for... but we don't. We, we you know we don't know what sort of pressure is being put on um, and the uh, through the board meetings. But you're right. Um, but that pressure must build on Ben Napper, mustn't it? Yeah. Because if we do very little in the transfer window and we leave Wang there, we just jog along people are going to say, be saying well, well what is yeah. he doing <laughs> I wonder what Zoe and um, Stuart talked about on Christmas Day <laughs> over the dinner tables well, well Stuart Webb has been talking to podcasts again according to the pink and they've been uh, right. uh, very much saying what you know what he said before um, things I don't think there's anything new came out of it but um, um yeah, I, th- I, th- I think all this just does demonstrate the position he's left the club in, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, someone who came into our club, who'd been there for a long time and was um, part of the history of it, took over as a manager in the very late 80s. And we're going to be talking about him and some of his memorable matches as we continue. Uh, this is the new Old Norwich. Stay with us uh, here because we are talking the Dave Stringer years. This is the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than Splendid Rush. You can get in touch with us on Facebook or Twitter. Track us down at John Cushing, at Peter Cushing. You will find us there. Now, our memorable matches. We finished the 1959 Cup run in the last episode. And Andrew got in touch with us, one of our regular listeners, and said it's 35 years since Norwich's first appearance on live television. It was December the 27th, 1988. Which got us to think, well, actually, should we look at some of the memorable matches for Dave Stringer? So we're going to start off with that match over the festive period, December the 27th, 1988. Yes, John, uh, Norwich's 2-1 win at home to West Ham in the evening of December the 27th, 1988, was the first ever televised festive fixture in English television. Wow. We, we were the first ones on uh, uh, 
uh, Christmas time. And it was also City's, you said, it was their first ever live televised league game. Right. Obviously, the Milk Cup final yes. was, uh, was the first um, televised game. It was on ITV with Elton Wellsby, the presenter, Martin Tyler, the commentator, and Trevor Francis in the uh, commentary box. So it would have been like the big match or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, it was Live. very, it, it was really. <laughs> It, it it was re- it was in the days when um, football live football television on was just being established. It was before before Sky, and obviously they're looking at games at uh, Christmas time. Now the game was selected as City had been top of the league. This is the top of the old first division now, the Premier League yep. on Christmas Day. Arsenal replaced them on Boxing Day, but City's win against West Ham put them back at the top. Uh, Two goals to one, as I've said. The first one, second half, Dale Gordon beat the goalkeeper to the ball on the towards the river end at the um, the main stand side. Yep. Beat the goalkeeper and scored from a very narrow angle. What was the goalkeeper doing out of the penalty? Yeah, yeah, that right was true. <laughs> it was madness. <laughs> but Martin Tyler said, how did he squeeze that in there? I mean, he did put it away well. Yeah, but who was waiting to tap it in if he hadn't? Fleck? No, Trevor Putney. <laughs> Trevor Putney from the left-hand side. And then seven minutes after that goal, Andy Townsend put it, made it two. West Ham got a penalty back, but we won 2-1. And as I say, went back to the top. And that um, Andy Townsend goal, I mean, the ball comes down. Rosario nods it No down. playing out from the back, you know. No, John. No. <laughs> Rosario wins the header. Yeah. Fleck just flicked it. Yeah. And these bursting midfield runs. Yes, from Townsend. We haven't seen the likes of since no. Sherwood and Damien Francis. He was a good player that year, though, Townsend. He was a good player generally. Yeah, 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 yeah. He went on and did better, better things. He was, he was, I mean, you know, he talks a lot on talk sport these days, but, you know, he he, he was a really good cultured yeah, yeah, footballer. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was a really good side. And he just flicked it over the goalkeeper into the yeah, back of the net. Yeah. Powerful as well, actually, wasn't he? He yeah, was, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, and then. So, so that was December '88. Of course, Arsenal probably then went on and won the title, didn't they? In '89, that was the famous. Michael that was, Thomas. yeah, that's right. The final game of the season at, uh, at, at Anfield, yeah. yeah, Liverpool. Absolutely right. So looking, yeah, at- yeah. So, so, yeah. So, City would go on to finish fourth, of course, with Arsenal beating Liverpool, and we finished fourth that year. Yeah, yeah. And and that was an incredible team. Now, Stringer Just incidentally, been- John, that the, the game before that win against West Ham, we'd actually beaten Liverpool to Anfield. Right. I mean, that's how good. That, that's the level at which we were playing at mm. that time. Yeah, in dream world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite. But <laughs> Stringer had been in charge for just over 12 months? Not even yeah, 12 yeah, months? He, yes, he came in in late 87, sort right. of um, autumn time, 1987. So, he'd, yeah, just over 12 months. And he, he, he'd obviously brought in players... Um, over that summer, people like Townsend um, and Fleck he'd brought in. Yeah. And what we'll do is we'll talk about some of those matches in the weeks and episodes to come. So if you have a particular memory of the Stringer era, there may be a game that leaps out on you. Please do get in touch. We've got a a list of of many to go through. Uh, Many against Manchester United from memory. There there will be that that time, yeah. When uh, (laughs) Who was their goalkeeper at that time? Jim Layton. Jim Layton, yeah. (laughs) Flecky always beat Jim Layton. (laughs) 
<laughs> so we will, we will talk about those uh, in the weeks to come. But that West Ham game, uh, and we had some good games against West Ham, beat them in the FA Cup, of course, on the way to... Uh, That's right, that later that season with the 3-1, yeah. I think that was. Yeah, one, down, yeah. Um, yeah. In, the, in the replay. In a replay. So, yeah, yeah. again, someone we always tended to beat. Dale Gordon used to score in all those as well. <laughs> uh, so we'll talk about those in, in the weeks to come. But uh, a festive story to finish off uh, this New Year edition of the podcast. Yeah. Yes, John. I go back to the days when um, league football was played on both Christmas, Christmas Day, Day and Boxing Day, um, often against the same teams. That didn't actually finish. Uh, uh, they didn't finish doing that till 1965. I think the last time Norwich played on a Christmas Day um, was in 1956 when we played um, Colchester on Christmas Day and Boxing Day, home and away. Because there was a lot of hoo-ha this year about Christmas Eve matches. There was, place. absolutely, yeah. No, it was yeah, like, this yeah. is outrageous. It's the first time since yeah. 1995 we played on a Christmas Eve. And it's that, like, well, yeah, I mean, you can decide to go or you don't decide to go. Yeah, it's not, no, no one's making it absolutely. go, I mean, I, why they did it, of course, in back in those days, um, they were the, the days club's off. income, uh, no, club's income was, yeah, well, the, well, people had the days off and club's income was based on the crowds. So you've got big crowds on those days. So the clubs took advantage and uh, played Christmas Day and uh, um, Boxing Day. But the story I was going to tell you actually goes back. That happened also in the war years, although they were not competitive matches that happened in the war years. And in 1940, at Christmas time, Brighton brought a team up to play Norwich. Wow. But they only had one regular player, three juniors and someone on loan. So they only had five players. They selected the rest for their team from the crowd. No. <laughs> Absolutely. And the result, Norwich 18, Brighton nil. <laughs> it's in the record books you can Google. But it wasn't competitive match. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, quite. <laughs> wow. I mean, that, that brings a whole new meaning to have you bought your boots. Uh, well, that's right. I mean, when I used to go as a lad, people, you know, when Norwich were playing badly, people say, take your boots, you might get a game. I, I now know where that story comes from. <laughs> <laughs> well, now if you turn up with your iPad and a manager's coaching novel, you might actually become the manager. Yeah. We will, uh, we'll wait. And see. You might even do better. Yeah. <laughs> Someone say you can do worse. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Hull City and Bristol Rovers to come in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we'll, of course, react to those and give you any other latest stories from the January transfer window. It could be an interesting month uh, for the Canaries. This is the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than Splendid Rush. Sports Social Podcast Network.